Hi friends, my name is Jody Sweet and I am a life and relationship coach living in Los Angeles, California with my family as we seek to discover the joy in the journey. I have been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you discover that you do too. Let's start by claiming the space as ours, yours, mine, and the Lord's. Take a couple of deep breaths as you allow the reality that God is present with you to sink into your consciousness. Inhale for a count of four. Exhale for a count of four. Do that a couple more times as I pray for us. Holy Spirit, pierce through our busyness so that we may experience all you have for us today as we learn about the kind of faith we are invited to have from a mostly unseen source. Amen. It's early morning at my house. I am the only one awake, and we're only a few days away from Christmas. And this morning, I find myself incredibly moved, shaken even, and grateful for Joseph, Jesus's human dad. He's not a prominent figure in the Bible, as he's only mentioned a handful of times, and most of them are in relation to the birth of Jesus which we're going to look at in Matthew 1, 18 through 25. And I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation today. And it says, This was how Jesus, God's anointed one, was born. His mother Mary had promised Joseph to be his wife. But while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity, and he didn't want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife, because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord told him to do. He took Mary to be his wife, but they refrained from having sex until she gave birth to her son, whom they named Jesus. Before we turn our focus to Joseph, let's just acknowledge the big old elephant in the room wearing a t-shirt that says, weird. First of all, that's a whole lot of sex talk for the Bible. I'm already uncomfortable. And then the whole Mary became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit thing. Somewhere along the line, I have ingested some weird pictures of what this means. Specifically, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, in my mind, the whole thing happens a lot like a scene in the movie Ghostbusters, the old one, where Ray, which was Dan Aykroyd's character, has a encounter with a lady ghost. If you know, you know. And I'm sorry. If you don't know, don't look it up. Or at least ask Jesus to keep it from sticking in your brain before you do. Because it's all kinds of wrong. And a reminder that we can ingest untrue images, feelings, and understandings about God's story that might be tainting our view of the truth. I walk through this with my coaching clients a lot. You would be amazed at how many things we've ingested about God and about his word that are from this world and not what's true. And so when we discover those lies, there's a practice we can do. I call it AFRI. Acknowledge, forgive, repent, and invite. We pause when we come across a lie we've come to believe, like me believing that the Immaculate Conception looked like something from the Ghostbusters movie. We acknowledge the lie that we believe. 
We forgive the person who is the messenger of that lie. We repent for believing that lie. And then we ask the Lord to show us what he has for us. The truth. I actually did this with my Ghostbusters informed picture of the Immaculate Conception. I literally sat at my computer this morning and I did it. And in return, the Lord reminded me that some holy things are unimaginable and not meant to be captured, but to be received in faith as pure. Like a picture of someone worshiping during music at a church service. It always looks staged and cheesy every single time someone tries to capture it in picture or video. It's just not something that's meant to be captured. Now that we've addressed the elephant in the room, let's move on to the main event, Joseph a righteous man full of integrity and he did not want to disgrace mary when he found out about her pregnancy so he secretly planned to break the engagement we can only imagine how that first conversation with mary went um joseph so i'm pregnant we don't know if she tried to explain the holy spirit thing or not but it sounds like either joseph didn't know or he didn't really get it and i can only imagine how he felt he was committed to mary He was planning a future with her, a home and children. And then his dream was wrecked by this bomb that could easily become a scandal that could taint his whole life. But he was a good man, full of integrity, and he wanted to do the right thing, which is awesome. But as we discover in just a few verses, the world's idea of the right thing is not always the same as God's. It says that while Joseph was still debating with himself what he should do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. It's interesting to note that while Joseph knew what the right thing was, there was a hesitation in his spirit that kept him from making the decision. And so he was still debating it internally when he had the supernatural dream. But an angel of the Lord appeared in clear light and told him not to hesitate and to take Mary into his home as his wife. And so he did. Friends, this is an act of faith that blows my mind. Not to compare it, because comparison is a thief of joy. But in a lot of ways, it was an act of faith that was even deeper than Mary's. Please know that I am in no way diminishing Mary's beautiful, courageous faith in any way. But she at least knew, like knew, she was a virgin. But Joseph didn't have that. He had to take that on faith, which meant he had nothing of this world to anchor his decision to. Nothing except his faith in God's word. Nothing. Think about that for a minute. Joseph made a decision that impacted his entire life, his hopes and dreams, plan, his freaking understanding of how the world worked, all of it on faith. Let's take a couple of breaths here and allow this to sink in. Is there an invitation for you here to deepen your capacity for faith, to be more attuned to the hesitations in your heart and decision-making and bring them to the Lord for his guidance? Take a few moments here and talk to Jesus about it. Joseph is going to be my low-key role model from now on. Not only did he choose to believe 
and live his life in accordance, but he did so in relative anonymity and without getting to see his faith come to fruition on this side of heaven. According to the smart Bible people, it seems clear that Joseph died before Jesus reached adulthood and began his public ministry. Oh, this is piercing my heart today. John and I took a huge leap of faith when we sold most of our possessions and moved our family halfway across the country because we felt like the Lord asked us to. The people who love us were really supportive and they haven't said it outright, but I'm pretty sure they all think we are straight up crazy. And we struggle almost daily with the need for affirmation that we did the right thing to see the fruit of our faith in something tangible. But Joseph's story reminds me that I might not get to see or experience it firsthand. We might just be a footnote in someone else's story, but that doesn't change the fact that it is the right thing in God's eyes. But that is faith. And it only comes when we receive the gift of Jesus, our Savior, whom was destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. There are deep moments of faith to be had in believing in the virgin birth, in the cost of Jesus' death on a cross, in receiving the gift of life we are given through his resurrection. And there are deep moments of faith in the unseen, ordinary moments of our life when we might be asked to do something that doesn't make sense to this world, but is a part of God's greater plan for his people. Take a few minutes here, breathe deeply, and just check in with the Lord. Is he asking you to do something in faith that might not look the way the rest of the world does? Is there a decision that you've been struggling with that doesn't quite seem right that you need to bring to the Lord? Spend a few minutes here and then we'll keep moving. If you find yourself stuck trying to figure out if what you are hearing is truly from God or if it's from the world, if God's right way and the world's right way seem to be different and you don't know what to do about that, I really want to encourage you to do two things. One, God will never ask you to do something that is not in line with what his scripture already says. So you can always go to scripture to confirm the call or the invitation. Two, invite somebody whom you trust who you know to be someone who's filled with the Holy Spirit to seek guidance with you. Those two things are a really great way if you are struggling to know for sure whether it's a call from God. And I'm super not trying to plug my business here, but if you don't have anybody, that's part of what I do as a life coach. Okay, so here are the takeaways from Joseph's story. What we can learn and possibly grow through. First, Joseph was given his supernatural dream because he acknowledged the hesitation he had. Even though it was technically the right and even noble decision, he had a hesitation and so he took the time to think it over. The invitation here is for us to do the same. If you have a decision to make or a direction to choose and you aren't confident in it, acknowledge that and bring it before the Lord for the Holy Spirit to sift out for you. Second, The world's ways, even the noble ones, aren't always God's ways. Sometimes there's a deeper nobility to be had, one that could span generations in following God's direction, even if it doesn't make sense to the rest of the world. But remember, God will never ask you to do something that isn't in line with what he's already said in his word. Third, just because you live in faith doesn't mean you will get to experience the fruit of that this side of heaven. And we must seek our anchor of peace elsewhere. That's why I called this episode Faith Forger. Yes, it takes faith to believe in the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus. 
but it is forged when you live out the reality of it in your ordinary life. It doesn't come naturally. We are human beings in an earthly world. We must surrender to the Lord and allow ourselves to be softened and reformed in his image. It's a lifelong process and one that requires our attention and intentionality. Take a second to check in. Is there something in your faith journey that requires attention right now? Do you need to be intentional with the Lord about trusting him for something? Spend a few minutes here and then we'll close things up. Let's end with this gem from Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, once again from the Passion Translation. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke, and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Thanks for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Swee. I love you guys, and I hope this serves you well. If you're digging this stuff and want someone to process it with, don't hesitate to reach out to me. That's a huge part of what I do as a life coach, and you can try a session for free. Just head on over to my website, jodyswee.com, and schedule it today. But until next time, may the love of Jesus grow wild within you until it overflows to others.